Hi, this is One Question Wednesday. I'm Jonathan Schechter, your host. On this episode, I decided to skip the guest and take some questions from my Instagram audience. So I go over a couple of things like what is my most memorable um, experience doing my self-development work, uh, what are the benefits of doing breath work, and I also dip into sort of a 20... 21 wrap up as well as what's coming next for the podcast in 2022 so i hope you enjoy it hey everyone welcome to one question wednesday i'm your host jonathan Schechter, blue magic alchemy here on instagram today we're going to be doing something a little bit different normally i have a guest on we ask them a question then I kind of talk back and forth with them a little bit about their question and um, you know, maybe even get some uh, comments or some additional questions from the live audience. So today, this is the last um, show that I'm going to be doing for 2021, and I thought I would do something a little bit different. Uh, so this last week, I actually put out a couple of polls for what question you as the audience would like to hear me um, answer. And, you know, this is something that um, I'm really excited about because I really appreciate everybody's supporting um, the podcast. This is the 14th episode. I've really had a blast doing it the last few months. And it's really thanks to the support of folks like you that um, really helps give me some drive to, to keep going because you know, the whole point of this podcast was to provide value for the people that are watching and listening to it. You know, like if you notice, if you're a, if you have watched the show or listened to it, um, you, you might have noticed that I try to keep the questions at a very accessible level. Um, for the topic, you know, we've talked about psychedelics, we've talked about how to integrate those psychedelic experiences and spiritual experiences into your, you know, sort of human life. Uh, we've talked about breath work and meditation, cold exposure, uh, mindset, but like really when I'm thinking of guests, I'm really thinking of like, what is accessible to people? Like what would be valuable to them if they were just starting off on this path, if they were just getting started with, you know, self-improvement work, uh, with transformational work, with plant medicine work, with breath work, um, what would be useful to them? And so I've always tried to like keep it somewhat um, accessible, you know, like good things to know, frequently asked questions, um, misconceptions, things like that. So anyway, today I will be taking a few of your questions and I'm super excited. So uh, the three things that I'm going to be tackling today, unless we get some additional questions in, um, you know, in the live is um, what is the most impactful piece of self-development work um, that I've experienced in my practice, which is a really uh, cool question and um, I really appreciate it. And the second question is, why should I practice breath work? Um, which, you know, gives me a chance to just spin off into a whole lot of different topics. And then lastly, I just wanted to touch on like, what is actually happening with the podcast? What's the next step and some news about it. 
So awesome. So in terms of the most impactful piece of self-development work I've experienced in my practice. Okay, wow, this is a big question. It's one that I feel I could go off into a bunch of different directions with. Um, certainly, I am no stranger to transpersonal experiences. So transpersonal uh, psychology, transpersonal experiences is like uh, when um, within an expanded state of awareness or sometimes even just in regular life, a person encounters something that defies like the, you know, sort of reality, um, normal kind of what we would think of as possible, um, encounters magic, encounters angels or spiritual beings. And, um, you know, even before I really started to do a lot of self-development work and, and plant medicine and, and whatnot, um, I've had, you know, several of these experiences. I mean, stone sober, just what the heck just happened here? Um, especially within the context of, um, you know, some of my Buddhist practice and definitely like during the self-development work, um, there's been, especially with plant medicine, there's been several different things that just like don't make sense. Um, but I'm there, I experience them and then it's up to me to like kind of unpack them and try to integrate them, um, later, you know, one uh, experience that really sticks out to me when I, the first time that I read this question was um, uh, an experience that I had like a, a couple of years ago. Uh, it was um, during a plant medicine ceremony, um, you know, uh, traditional Native American. And the, you know, the medicine man was... Uh, you know, sort of gifted or allowed to, you know, practice within these native traditional ways. So I felt really honored to uh, be a part of that. And during that ceremony, um, I had this really strong experience where I saw very clearly how um, I treat myself like a victim. Uh, the way that it sort of came through was that there are things in my life, um, emotions that I don't like or behavior that I don't like, but when they, when they come up, when they happen, it's like, uh, I feel like I'm hijacked. I feel like a passenger in a car that I have no control over who's driving it or what, where they're taking me. And it's just up to me to just kind of sit and ride it out, so to speak. And, you know, the, the, um, sort of the impact there was like, wow, I'm not a victim. I'm not the passenger. I have control over this. Nobody's really coming to save me. So it's up to me to like, take the control back to start to change my emotional state, to start to change my mind state instead of just waiting like I didn't have any control over it. And that um, that experience really had a big impact on me. 
you know, I really started to change the way that I experienced um, certain discomforts in my life. Um, it made me be more intentional about the somatic work that I was doing and, and some of the other th practices. And it really just, um, you know, opened up my eyes to this place where I was keeping myself stuck. And I'm not going to say that it's something that I've integrated per perfectly. However, time over time, I can make a different decision. You know, I have resources now to help pull me up when I notice that I'm going down, you know, or I'm feeling stuck. Um, you know, I have somatic resources. I have breathwork resources. Um, I have internal resources about like who I am and the power that I have over my life. And so that's been a really um, impactful um, part of, of my self-development work. Um, yeah, I used to get this feeling like an emotional thing would come up. I would just sort of get completely overwhelmed by it. And then internally, like I had this belief that there was something wrong with me and that until I fixed it, I couldn't keep moving. I couldn't keep going forward. And I think one thing that came out of that experience was like shifting that was saying like, no, um, there's nothing wrong with me. This is something that I'm experiencing. And do I have the space to hold it, to hold it gently and compassionately and, you know, actively work to to move through it rather than this passive sort of experience where I just you know, I don't know if you've ever been um, if you've ever been body surfing and like when you're in the wave or maybe even surfing but like I, I used to experience this body surfing all the time where the wave takes you and you completely lose control and you're um, like tumbling and just going head over heels and um, completely out of control within the power of this wave. And you're just there and you're just like waiting for the wave to, to stop so that you can stop too. So that's how I used to feel like emotionally and, you know, just realizing like, nope, this is, this is something for me to, to work through and to hold, you know? And a, a lot of that is an, another part of, um, you know, my practice is just like learning to accept all the parts of me, even the parts that I don't really like, that I'm scared of, that are not comfortable. Um, I've really started to learn to treat myself better, to speak my, to myself better. That actually came up on last week's um, podcast with Matt Gottesman of like, starting with yourself. You know, if somebody came to you, like a really good friend, and they had a problem, would you speak to your to them the way that you speak to yourself internally? And, you know, just being aware of that relationship, being aware of those messages and that and that conversation has really helped to like open me up in a different way. Um, because I used to really be critical of myself and really get down on myself and really um, not treat myself very well. And then that also realized like radiates out into the world. It radiates out into how I'm viewing people and, and treating people. So um, 
to me, a huge part of, of, of my self-development has been like learning to be gentle with myself and, and love all the parts of me, even the ones that, you know, are challenging and, and difficult. Um, and then the last thing that I wanted to, you know, kind of say about this is um, the somatic work that I've done, I feel like is one of the biggest keys to, um, to my self-development work. And it continues to pay dividends. Um, I continue to have resources to, you know, work with challenging things that come up. Um, I continue to have awareness of like what is happening in my body. So like, I'm not unconscious to the things that are triggering me for as long, because as soon as I'm aware of them, I can go, oh, okay, something's happening here. I need to go take care of myself or I need to take a step back and take a few deep breaths. Um, and for me, what's really helped is as somatic work has continued, um, internal family systems has um, also come into play. So if you're not familiar, internal family systems is a type of therapy. It's also called parts work, but sort of in a nutshell, the gist of it is, is that when we experience trauma, when we experience uh, overwhelm, um, the body kind of shuts down and it stores that energy. But the way that it's stored, like in the memory, it's almost like um, however old you were when you experience that trauma, that's the part of you that's sort of stored with the energy. So when I'm dealing with like something that happened um, during my parents' divorce, which happened when I was four, a lot of times some of that work is just getting to that four-year-old and letting him experience the emotion and the, the, the whatever it was, the memory in a healthy way. You know, what happened when I was four was I didn't have the resources or the capacity or the uh, mental um, development to know how to deal with the things that were happening to me. And so I shut down. I got overwhelmed. And that four-year-old is still in there. Like he's still attached to that energy. So part of the somatic work is like, okay, first cluing into um, to the, to, to the sensation and really like getting into the the root of it. And then oftentimes, once I really connect to that energy, I can feel like another person. And it is me, it's a part of me, but four-year-old me obviously is different than 40-year-old me. And so like really being able to, to sit with that part and say like, hey, what do you need right now? And, um, so, you know, uh, the holistic psychologist calls this reparenting, um, somatic experiencing calls it inner resourcing. It's like being able to give yourself what you needed, um, as you know, in that moment that you didn't get. And oftentimes that four-year-old just wants a hug. You know, he wants to be able to cry. He, he wants to be able to experience whatever pain the, you know, is, is happening, and he just wants to be, okay, you know, wants to know that it's okay. And so like, I have resources now, you know, me as a 40 year old, me as somebody who's done self-development work, you know, I've been able to tap into like different 
inner resources, different like higher parts of myself that can come and give that four-year-old um, some comfort and just say like, hey, it's okay. It wasn't your fault. Go ahead and cry it out, you know? And um, so, yeah, it's, the somatic work has been so important because not only for the like the things that I know about, um, the complex trauma, like from my divorce, from my parents' divorce, um, other things that happened to me when I was a child, um, the shock trauma that I, you know, got from this shoulder injury. But there's also stuff that happens to us, like when we're pre-verbal and at a really young age, that it's like really hard to work with in cog, like talk, cognitive talk therapy, because there might not be like a actual mo uh, memory. Um, that you can remember that's attached to it. It might just be something that you can feel in your body. And so like somatic experiencing is less about like being able to pinpoint the root of it, the memory of it, and just going right to what is the sensation? You know, it reminds me of um, like a, a, a teaching from the Buddha where somebody came to him and started asking him all these different questions. Um, you know, questions about like, um, are there multiple realities? Are there different dimensions? You know, what happens after we die? Um, all these like big philosophical questions. And the Buddha like listened. And then he said, let me ask you a question. If you got shot in the arm with an arrow, would you look at the arrow and say, gee, I wonder where that arrow came from. I wonder what kind of wood the arrow is made of. I wonder where the person that shot that arrow grew up and like how he's feeling and you know, what, 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 what he's doing with his life. No, you wouldn't, you would do as much as possible as quickly as possible to pull the arrow out. And so in, I think in the same way, somatic experiencing says like, don't worry about the why worry about the what, and the what is, is that you have somatic stuff happening in your body. It's discomfort. It's painful. It's, you know, you might cry, you might get angry. It's preventing, you know, you from being authentic and showing up in relationships the way that you want to. So let's worry about that sensation, not the why of it. So yes, SE work, super important to me. Um, yeah, so hopefully that, <laughs> that gave some answers to that question. And thank you so much, Abe, for asking it. Um, so the next question is, why should I practice breath work? Um, I consider breath work at, in three separate categories because breath work has become such a big um, nebulous thing. It's sort of like I exercise. Okay, well, what does that mean? Do you lift weights? Do you do Pilates? Do you do CrossFit? Be more specific. So the same thing with breath work, right? So three different categories of breath work. The first one is awareness. So if you develop awareness of your breath and your body, um, that's meditation, that's somatic experiencing, that is just keying into what's happening in your process. And that can be very helpful on a variety of different um, fronts, right? Like meditation is one of the best things that you can do for yourself. The second type of breath work is what I call functional breath work. Um, it's breath work that's specifically tr trying to regulate your nervous system. Usually it's down regulating it. Usually it's trying to help you calm down. It's getting you back into your parasympathetic, which is your rest and digest system. It's getting out of your fight or flight. 
Um, but sometimes it's an upregulating breath as well. You're actually trying to go into your, your fight or flight system um, for energy or for, um, you know, like emotional release. Most of the type, times you're, you're breathing downregulating, you're helping your vagus nerve, which is the nerve that connects your uh, autonomic nervous system to your brain and is sending sensations and, and information between um, your nervous system and your brain. Um, all the time. And um, if you are really interested in like a super deep dive on this, check out um, the episode with Connie Basalski. She really goes in depth about like the vagus nerve and the nervous system. So anyway, that's the second type of breath work, right? Is like, how, how can I use this breath work to regulate? Like if I notice I'm dysregulated, um, how can I use it to calm myself? How can I use it to perform better? Um, like with exercise, how can I use it to sleep better? Um, all, you know, how can I use it just to calm down? So the sec those regulation functional types of breath work fall into that category. And then the third type is transformational breath work. That's really where I work the most in terms of clients. Um, I work mainly with neurodynamic breath work, and it's a transformational type of breathing that um, you are using big breaths, um, big connected um, mouth breaths to create a, a, an altered state of consciousness, an expanded state of uh, awareness. And within that, you can really work with uh, somatic energy. You can uh, get rid of anxiety and stress. You can really calm yourself on a very, very like deep um, way. It's a little more in depth and a little more nebulous than the functional breath work. That's like, hey, I'm going to do this physiological thing to my to my um, to my nervous system, and it's going to calm me down. With uh, transformational breath work, it is, um, you know, you're able to meet your authentic self, you're able to access your like inner healer in a way that is very challenging for us to do during our day to day lives, because we're so habituated to being in our thinking mind, being in our ego mind, um, be, you know, walking it off, staying uh, disconnected from our emotions, you know, manning up, pulling your bootstraps up, all those things. We're we're um, we're urged and coached in our society to like not really connect with our emotional state. Um, it's not something that's praised or you know valued in the mainstream. You know what what is 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 manning up, being a man, walking it off. Um, you know brushing it off. It's no big deal, all those things. And so with types of breath work, like neurodynamic breath work, we can really start to clear some of that um, emotional gunk that's gotten stuck. And um, as we clear it, we're able to connect with our authentic self. And oftentimes the breath work can be even more powerful than a plant medicine or psychedelic because Number one, it's activating similar parts of our brain. Um, what's 
part of our prefrontal cortex that's also known as the default mode network. It starts to quiet down when we do the breath work or we're taking plant medicines, and that allows this inner healing to come up. That allows things that are suppressed in your subconscious emotionally, somatically to emerge if it's safe. And the, another th reason why we should do it is the more we do these practices, the stronger they get as resources. Any type of breath work, the more meditation you practice, the more concentration and um, equanimity you're going to have. The more you practice these types of breath work to regulate your nervous system, the, um, the easier they're going to be to activate. I've been using it for the last five and a half weeks. Um, you know, with my arm and dealing with pain. And, you know, as I've noticed myself, okay, I'm starting to get dysregulated. I can do breath work to calm myself down. And with the transformational breath work, the more you do it, the more you're building neural connections. Um, you know, from a neuroscience perspective, the, the neurons that fire together are wired together. And I always explain it like if you are going through a jungle, there might be a path that you use all the time. That path is worn. There's not a whole lot of stuff in, in your way. But let's say you decided to take a totally new path. You would have to take your machete and just start making it. And it's going to be ugly. It's going to be raggedy. It's not going to be very clean and pretty. You might have to go through it two or three times to really like actually have it be a usable path. But each time you go through, you're wearing it down. You're making it more familiar. You're making it less scary. Because I don't know about you, the first time I take a new path, especially if I know a different way to go, it's like like on a very sort of reptilian brain level, there's like a level of, of, of danger. It's like, okay, well, wait, now I'm doing something that I'm not sure about. But the second or third, fourth time that I take that route, it's like, oh, yeah, I've been here before. I know what, what, what's going on. And you can use breathwork in the same way. So, yeah, um, I, I really feel very passionately about breath work. It's something that, um, you know, especially within self-development, you know, everybody wants to do plant medicine. Plant medicine it has a big, um, you know, a lot of buzz around it right now. And certainly plant medicine is very, very powerful and transformational. But breath work can be just as transformational. It's um, safer it's legal so that appeals to certain people and you can integrate it in a different way you know like you can have the most transformational experience if you can't integrate it what good is it you know it's just sort of um you know another experience that you've had you know so um i really believe in the power of breath work i'm going to keep talking about it i'm going to keep having people um that are experts in the field on and, you know, just keep sharing it because it's just so, so transformational. So the last thing I wanted to touch on, thanks for hanging me with, hanging with me through this is, um, wanted to talk a little bit about what's next for the podcast. Um, so big announcement, uh, the podcast is now an actual podcast as well as being, uh, on IG live and on my page. So um, there's a link in my bio. You can go to Anchor or Spotify or Apple or Google 
and um, search for One Question Wednesday. It's all one word, and you'll see every episode up into this one. So going into 2022 with all the 2021 episodes posted, um, thanks for your support and thanks for your suggesting that. Um, that actually came about from a talking with a couple of friends that were like, hey, that's great that you're doing a podcast. I don't use Instagram. Can you put it somewhere else? And I was like, oh, I, okay, that's a good idea. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited about that and we're going to keep posting them. Um, you know, in terms of like where I want to take the podcast, um, I really want it, like I said in the beginning, I want it to be accessible. I want it to be valuable for the listeners, especially if like you're new to meditation or breath work or plant medicine, or you're struggling with like integrating it. Like maybe you had a ceremony and all of a sudden you realize like, oh, that was a lot. And now what do I do with it? So like, you know, the whole point of the podcast is to give you um, some value and give you things that you can, you know, either use in your own practice or maybe that spark your curiosity about trying something new. Um, so I'm going to keep doing that. And I hope that I continue to get people's um, input as well. You know, like I would love to hear your questions. I would love to get your suggestions about, you know, who should be on the podcast next. Cause I can always ask, they might not want to do it right now, but I've, I've been surprised, you know, re reaching out to a, a few people, um, that they've been, yeah, cool. Let's do it. Um, and, um, I know that that's going to continue into the next year. Um, so yeah, you know, as you see the posts, um, in my stories or, you know, just announcing like, Hey, this is when the next episode's going to be, um, I'm going to continue to try to like talk a little bit about like, Hey, this is a somatic person. This is a psychedelic person. This is a breathwork person. So they, if you're having questions, um, you know, specifically about those topics, you know, just shoot me a message or, you know, reply to my story and let me know. And, and we can, you know, ask them while we have access to these wonderful teachers and facilitators and, and, um, practitioners. So, yeah, I really love that. Um, and, uh, you know, stay tuned for some awesome, uh, podcasts in the new year. I'm already booked up for all of January, which is really exciting. I'm going to have my partner who was our first guest, um, when I didn't really know what I was doing, um, come back and we're going to talk about, uh, conscious, uh, relationships, conscious coupleships. Also have an awesome breathwork facilitator coming up. I have an awesome somatic, um, practitioner and a really cool um, friend of mine that um, does integration journals. So she's going to talk about how important integration is. So anyway, thank you so much for sticking with me and supporting the podcast. I really appreciate it. If you're listening to it on, um, you know, Anchor, or Spotify, or Apple, um, please subscribe, leave reviews, um, follow whatever it is on that particular platform because that helps uh, move it up in the algorithm so more people can have access to it. And I just really appreciate your support and you know sharing the podcast. Um, yeah, and follow me on Blue Magic. Blue Magic Alchemy on uh, Instagram for more awesome content. So thank you so much, everyone. I hope you have a great rest of the year, great, restful, peaceful holiday season. And I will see you back here on One Question Wednesday in 2022. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. Hope you enjoyed that.
another episode of One Question Wednesday. I'll be back in a couple of weeks on IG Live with guests talking about things like integration, breathwork, somatic, and conscious coupling. So thank you for listening and supporting the podcast on IG. And if you don't already, please follow me at Blue Magic Alchemy. Have great holidays.